What's up, everybody? Happy New Year! TSC News is back with part two of our 2017 WWE Awards, and let's not waste any time as we are set to crown Most Overrated Superstar of the Year. And then Jinder Mahal, well, what can we say? He's a guy that was literally went from being a jobber, an enhancement talent, overnight to WWE Champion. I personally think he stepped up great. Got much better on the mic, improved his presence. In the ring, he's fine, yeah. but he's not—he's yeah. not a main—he's not a main event level in the ring. And, he, and look, you don't necessarily need everybody to be AJ Styles in the ring. He's more than passable. I just think you know the guy—it's such a high. Well, he's standard my pick right now. for for this for this category. He, just he, so you know, it's, it's it's such a high it's such a high so. standard in ring. I mean, it is. I, I want to well, cut up some. It's not a believable thing that Jinder Mahal can be WWE champion. You know that that was the issue. It's become yeah. like putting the belt on Rhino at this point, with no disrespect to him. Yeah. Um, well, at least so Rhino he, had he was a, my my yeah. pick. Sure. I was gonna say at least Rhino like had a like a run, you know, at one point in his career of like relevance. Where Jinder Mahal, I think like. The only time he really was pushed, like in WWE, was like back when he first debuted. I think in 2011 or 12, when he was feeding with the Great Khali for like a month, right. and then after that, he was kind of a geek ever since. Oh, I understand. Um, you know, but like I said, he is my pick just because you know he got the title, and, and there was a lot of speculation that it was to help build the Indian market, and you see how well that did because a couple of weeks ago, Triple H beat Jinder Mahal in oh, India. Oh my God! So, well, that was ridiculous. I mean, that was that was ridiculous. Oh. Triple H beat Jinder Mahal in India. Triple H is like forty something years and Jinder old. Jinder Mahal is the bat, the heel. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, and then, and then on top, and then on top of that, right, uh, with with Jinder Mahal. And this is, I don't think this is his fault. He was thrust in the, into this role. You know, they didn't make it organic. Uh, they didn't do like right. a slow build. You know, and, instead he just kind of got thrust in there. But if you remember, they actually had two shows scheduled in India. And because yes, they, they, sh they sold so poorly, they had to merge them into one super show. So Debbie Ross Superstars and Jinder Mahal had to fly out 24 hours just to wrestle one show in India. Yep. Yeah. So that you know, and and it, I think they sold less tickets. I mean, of course, they sold less tickets overall because they had only one, one show. show. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of sucks for gender, but he's he's doing all right for himself. He made something yeah. of himself, but yes, he 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 is overrated. But but I think he still has a, a pretty high ceiling, in my opinion. I, I don't think know he if, has a shot. I don't if know if he's correctly. I don't know if he's gonna get that much better in ring. He's been around for like thirteen years. But, but he's same... only like 31. That's the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> he's very young. He uh, Look, stranger things have happened. Big Show yeah. has only gotten better with age. Big Show. Well, you know, let's go back real quick, Fred. Speaking of Big Show, you almost have to consider him and Braun Strowman on not the Steel Cage match, but the match they had on Raw back, what was it, late or late spring, early spring. Where they did that chain main wrestling? event on Raw. Yeah, and, and that, you know, that was almost a match of the year just because of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I want to mention as an honorable mention to most overrated because it's 2017, Randy Orton. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Think about it. 2017, he's the Royal Rumble winner. He wins the WWE title at WrestleMania. He's in a few with Jinder Mahal where he has multiple title matches, even though one of them was do Pujambi prison match, which was horrible. The guy's been in the main event scene. He just, you know, was in a top match. At Clash of the Champions to close out the year. 
2017. Randy Orton's been around, you know, 15, 16 years now, and this guy's still main event and one of the top guys on SmackDown. To me, you know, it's a little bit overrated at this point, you know? Just I'll my say, opinion. I'll say this. For as great of a worker as he is, I think he's one of the all-time great Deddy B workers, He's had a he had a terrible year. I mean, I think a lot of it's due to like the booking. But think about I mean, it. Think about it. He won the Royal Rumble, right? And, and then he he set Sister Abigail on fire. He he he. Okay, the last that's true. Yeah, think, he committed think, okay, arson. That's think about true. this. Think about this. Okay, Royal Rumble was entertaining. I want to say it's the best Royal Rumble match ever or anything like that. But it was an entertaining oh, was Royal an Rumble. Entertaining. He had a great match with Luke Harper at Elimination Chamber. And it was BS that Luke Harper wasn't added into that main event mix. Uh, we had then you had WrestleMania with like <sighs> projections of like maggots and whatever else, like ants and, and, or something. And Randy Orton's snake following him down the entrance, which I don't want to tell you what he said it looked like, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, like you know that was weird. He won the title in like maybe the worst debut title match ever Not in right. WrestleMania history. Other, other, honestly. Other than maybe Miz and John Cena, and that was only really bad because Miz had a had a concussion in WrestleMania 27. I think that was probably the worst WWE title match of all time at WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> we had the House of Horrors match, which was terrible, where Randy Orton was magically went from like scruffy to clean shaven. <laughs> And, and other it, things, if you remember me talking. Yeah, about Yeah, I think that, you pointed out he was wearing different undergarments. He, it was ridiculous. He was. <laughs> Just. And, and, then, and then he had the feud with Jinder Mahal, and kudos to him, he put over Jinder Mahal huge, sure. but those matches weren't that good at all. Although, let's be honest, in the Pujambi prison, he almost fell from the top and probably would have killed himself. Yeah. Uh, if you remember did when you Great Khali climbed you say, up Did there. you say the Pajama prison? It's a Punjabi I, prison. No, I said Punjami. I probably said Pajama prison. Punja Punjabi, Scott. Look, either way, we're never going to see that again. Pun so that's all I'm Hey, don't hold your breath, okay? Um, yeah, I know. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a Pajama party or a Pajama prison match, okay? But I don't... Punjabi prison match. There yes, go. that that match. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving up, moving on. Okay, let's get to another thing right here. Okay, most underrated WWE superstar of the year. The nominees were Cesaro, Cassius Ono, aka Chris Hero. I put Jason Jordan on here because I think even though he's he's languishing in a horrible storyline, is a very good wrestler. Luke Harper, who recently made his return as one half of the Bludgeon Brothers with Eric Rowan. And Chad Gable. And frankly, even though he's not on this list, in a way you could technically put Sheamus on there. Because I think Sheamus has been around for so long, he's kind of underappreciated, and he's been having great matches for a long time throughout his career, and especially this year with Cesaro. So uh, those are the nominees. The, I'll, I'll give you the fan results, and then you can give me your results, Scott. Yeah, let's do that. Cesaro won... With a whopping 57%. Now, I know he's been the perennial winner of this award for various media outlets and everything. Yeah. But I really, I really don't think it should have been him this year. While I do think he should be a huge single star, while I do think he should have been a world champion by now, and it's ridiculous that Vince McMahon doesn't seem at that level, the guy has been a featured performer and a three-time tag team champion this year. And he's been having great matches each and every single week. So it's kind of hard for me to call Cesaro... The, I mean, he's underrated for sure, but he's been prominently featured, especially his last few months with the Shield. Cash uh, yeah. Sono, Chris Hero, great worker, one of the best workers in the business, has been for a long time. He's gotten some TV time in NXT, had a great match with Johnny Gargano. He's had some good matches here and there on TV, but you can make the strong argument this dude should not only 
be in the main event mix of NXT consistently, but on the main roster. I know aesthetically his look isn't that great these days compared to the old Chris Hero, but he's just he's just a, a, a great, great worker. Jason Jordan, he's very good. You can make the argument he's missing that charisma factor that his old tag team partner Chad Gable has, but yeah. he's a guy that consistently has good matches, and because of the fact that he's programmed as Kurt Angle's son, ugh, even though he's not really a son and fans can see through it, uh, you know he's not really gotten over. Uh, Luke Harper, back now with Eric Rowan. It's great that he's getting a push, but it's ridiculous that they kept him off TV for all those months. This is yes. a guy that was on the verge of being in one of the main events of WrestleMania. In retrospect, he should have been thrust into that main event mix with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I think he would have made it a significantly more interesting. You could have yeah. also extended the feud, too, where you could have had Randy Orton pin Luke Harper to win the title at WrestleMania or Bray pin Luke Harper and then continue their feud so that way it kind of prolonged Bray's title run a little bit because he only held the title for like 90 days. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I think he definitely deserved better. And then Chad Gable. Yeah, right now he's in a, a tag team with Shelton Benjamin. He's doing his thing. But he's a guy that when he was in NXT, a lot of people pegged him as perhaps the next Kurt Angle. And I know that's a huge comparison, a lofty comparison to make. But the guy within a year was pretty damn great. And he had a very good match with AJ Styles, too, he, on he, SmackDown. That he did. That he did. And, John Cena even and when John Cena was cutting that promo on Roman Reigns, he even shouted out Chad Gable. Yes, he did. So... Uh, to me, that, that shows that, you know, John Cena, locker room leader, all-time great, uh, certainly sees him in high regard. But, uh, yeah, so Cesaro won with 57%, followed by Chad Gable at 17, Luke Harper with 13, Jason Jordan 9, and surprisingly cashed his own in last place at 4%, which kind of surprised me. Scott, who's your most overrated superstar of the year? No, the underrated, correct? Or, I'm sorry, underrated, yeah. Under Thank you. None of those guys on the list. Really? Wow, really? okay. You're not going to like this. The the fans aren't going to like this. But to me, it's Finn Balor. That's actually not that bad of a choice. I don't know why I didn't think about putting him on the ballot before. Yeah, and, and it's not just because, you know, in the last couple of weeks we've heard Vince is not high on him. What's the guy really done this year? And he's probably the top three best guys in WWE, all of WWE. You know, what, what's he really done? He's had no title no big matches. He's been in a few with the Mizraj. You know, and this guy is awesome. He got choked slammed by Kane. He got destroyed by let's be correct. Yeah, a couple times. Um you know, yeah. I mean what what's he done? You know, I'll be honest with you, I can't even remember any of his pay per view matches except for AJ Styles. Yeah. I, I don't remember who he wrestled at SummerSlam. I I don't uh, it just yeah, I mean to me he's he might if you don't want to go underrated, I would say underutilized might be a better category for him. But either way, I agree. He's had a lot of random TV matches of mid card guys that that can't couldn't carry his jock. I mean he had a mini few with Elias and Elias, where he lost, you know, and he had a few with Bray Wyatt where he he lost. That's who he wrestled at SummerSlam. That's right. It was it was it was oh, Bray God. Wyatt. So yeah, I mean you know like. You know, me, I, you know what? I didn't put worst feud, uh, worst feud category, but Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor could definitely be in that category. Actually, Thankfully, you know what? That never had to come to an end. Yeah, you know, you know, never I, culminated. You, yeah. you know what we should do? We should just make an honorary worst feud of the year award and just give it to Bray Wyatt every year. And whoever Bray Wyatt feuds with, that that should, should be the award. So Bray well, Wyatt, he could, he could go versus Finn Balor. He could go versus Randy Orton. <laughs> you know? Okay. You know what? 
Bray Wyatt, you get the worst feat of the year award. But yeah, most underrated Finn Balor. I like that. That's actually a really good pick. Because he is on TV every week and he wins more often than not. But he absolutely could be in a better spot. You're you're 100% right there. So thank you for that. Okay. Most improved WWE superstar of the year. I listed the following. Jinder Mahal. Braun Strowman. Andrade Cien Almas. Alexa Bliss, and I know it's technically two superstars here, but the authors of Pain. Now, Jinder Mahal, as we mentioned before, stepped up his game in terms of personality and, and mic skills and presence. Braun Strowman got a hell of a lot better in the ring and has really like a, a good grasp of his character. Andrade Cien Almas, the former La Sombra, great worker, but he had a, a hard time adjusting to the American style. You can make the argument that maybe WWE uh, tried to you know, take him as a square peg and fit him in a round hole, and it was kind of both parties' faults. But really, these last few months, especially with Zelina as his valet and him winning the NXT title, he has significantly improved and adapted with the American style, especially being a guy that wrestled with a mask all his career. I think well, he's he done a great job. He chance of you can't wrestle. So Yeah, yeah which, you know, shows what those fans know. Well, um, that's true. Alexa Bliss, I don't know if she's gotten that much better in the ring. In fact, I actually think she's kind of weak in ring. But uh, personality-wise, she's got a great grasp of it. You know, really good mic skills. And then the Authors of Pain, who just a year before, I was calling the Authors of Lame. I did not care for these guys at all. I was probably, actually, no, I'm probably, I definitely was a little too harsh on these guys. Uh, you know, mainly because I wanted to see DIY uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano hold the tag titles forever. But, yes. you know, you can't get everything in life. But they've definitely improved over this last wow. year. And, again, like Braun Strowman, they've really kind of embraced, like, their roles as like these monstrous dudes and just play them to perfection with Paul Ellering. So Absolutely. those are those are my top five most improved superstar of the year. Fans voted Braun Strowman with an overwhelming 82%, followed by Jinder Mahal with 12%, Alexa Bliss with 6%, and no votes whatsoever for Authors of Pain and Andrade San Almas. I think for me it's Andrade San Almas. Just because, like I said, you know, he was getting chanted house shows. If you can't wrestle, he, he you know, he, had, he came in kind of good and, and just kind of faded. And like you said, the style just wasn't working. And, you know, this is a guy you could almost kind of read it on his face. Just let me out of here. Let me go back and do my thing. And now he's NXT champion. And, you know, to me, I, I think that's the improvement. Gender, you know, uh, um, again, I think there were situations why he became champion. Von Strom and we knew Alexa, you know, like you said, um, in ring it is what it is. She's she's a good promo, you know, pretty good promo. The attitude, the character is good for her. The authors of pain are good. Um, a lot of people still, you know, they're very green still, but um, they're monsters, you know, so they're yeah. only gonna get better. I, I think it's Almers. Yeah, I think Almers has been has been just tremendous. And again, it's yeah. it's it's, it's kind of hilarious that people are saying you can't wrestle. And also, if you really think about it, dude. He almost kind of ended up like Hideo Itami. What's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, and Hideo Itami now is on 205 Live and everything. That's great for him, but compared to where... Compared to where... Yeah, like being in NXT and not doing anything. But man, if you really think about it, like this dude... You know, Hideo Itami, great worker, just could not adapt to the American style. And, you know, also injuries too really hampered him. Sure, which is where sure. I think almost, you know... It worked out for him that he was able to stay healthy and, and kind of tough it out. He's also a lot younger than, than a, a Tommy. He is. But, you know, it's crazy to, to think about that. Man, like, 
how, how easy how easily could have fall, fell into that uh, Atami category. Absolutely. Yep. Tag team of the year. I think I know where you're going with this one. I think you know where I'm going with this one. I, I, we don't even need to. Yeah. You know, I'll just list the nominees here. Usos, The Bar, Hardy Boys, The New Day, and The Shield. I think it's 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 the Usos, right? Slam Dunk. It's it's yeah. There's no. They reinvented yeah. themselves. That heel turn started awkward at first, and then they just kind of they just kind of became themselves. They they continued yep. to have great. They've always had great matches, but they really stepped it up this year. I feel like they're more themselves. I feel like they're absolutely. I feel like if I was hanging out with Jimmy and Jay at the club with. You know, the, the, this is their personality. There's these two dudes that jaw jack, like to talk trash. They got swag. They just, there's very few guys in WWE, guys or girls, that come off cool, right? And not like a. Even as bad guys, yeah. Yeah, and not like a fake cool. Not like mm-hmm. somebody wears sunglasses and has their shirt off. And well, I'm saying like dudes that are legit cool. Dudes that you sure. watch on TV that you're like, you know what, man? Like, I'd love to hang out with these. I would love to chop it up with these dudes. And. That's yeah. the Usos. Like they're just these. I agree. They're just yeah. these cool, smooth dudes, man. Like they're 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 in touch. They're hip. They rap. I think they're, they they rap their own theme song. I mean, they're just like they can dance. Like they're just they're just cool. They're cool, and you they've know? been around for a while. And yeah, I mean, this is this is great for them. I love I love it. And and again, they've delivered in the ring, in spades. Yes. It's they've done a, an ama- an amazing job, and I feel like it just. They really, they really are the total package. It's kind of almost not a shame that they're twins, but but you know it's, it's a shame that Vince McMahon kind of looks at them as just a tag team because I feel like if you took these guys and put them individually on like Raw and SmackDown, and if they actually had a, got a fair shake, like they would do a hell of a job individually too. But because they're twins, they, yeah. but because they're twins, you know what I mean it's a, it's a lot tougher. But they're just they're just awesome. They, see, they really I think, are. see, I think some guys just need to be a tag team. And I know, yeah. like you said, they're twins and it is what it is. But those are guys who just need to be a tag team. Mm-hmm. Like Jordan and Gable just needed to be a tag team. Right. And, and, you know, things like that. Not to cut you off with that you know, thought, but the Usos are great as a team. I don't know if they could do what they do individually. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, you know, I think one of my, you know, I'll go skip ahead maybe to a bold prediction for 2018. I think if the uh, New Day breaks up, I think you're going to see that happen with them. Whereas a team, they're great. Individually, they might all get by, but it's not going to be the same. Right, and it's the same thing with the Shield, although I'll, I'll say this, and I think it's mainly by default because WWE's protected Roman Reigns so freaking much to the point of nauseam. Uh, you look at Roman Reigns this year. He's come off as a star throughout the whole year. Seth Rollins really lost a lot of momentum after WrestleMania, and then Dean Ambrose, I mean, that guy was in kind of like the, the, the creative purgatory. And, and the Shield the Shield reunion has really turned him around, turned up his intensity. He seems a lot more motivated. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they, are, they are a great trio, but it, it's, it's weird. You know, everyone's like, I want the Shield to be back. I want the Shield to be back. And I'm happy the Shield's back. But it, it's very clear, and I think it's mainly by design. You know, Roman Reigns comes off by far as, as the biggest star. And as the guy that people are taking mo- most seriously, and it's kind of a shame because I'm not, I'm not, I don't mind that, but I wish it happened organically. I feel like they marginalized everybody else just to get over Roman Reigns rather than just kind of letting him sink or swim on his own, you know. Well, it's kind of like that's why they put the Shield back together just to get Roman over more because obviously the boos are not helping. Right. So, but it's kind of funny because on one show he'll come out with the Shield with Dean and Seth and get cheered, and then he'll come out by himself in the main event and get booed. It's just so awkward. It's so strange. It's 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 hilarious. Uh, okay, yeah. best commentator. 
I listed the following. Mauro Ronaldo, Tom Phillips, Corey Graves, Michael Cole, and Nigel McGuinness. Honorable mention, Booker T. I know he wouldn't win ever, but he's just so off the rails. I love it. And he keeps <laughs> things entertaining. Yes, he does. Uh, my commentator of the year would be Corey Graves. I think he's just ah, done a, yeah. a, a great job. Uh, Morrow's a great broadcaster, but I just feel like he's a little too over the top sometimes. It li- just it comes off kind of forced with some of his references and everything. You know, I, that's actually kind of why I like him a little bit more in boxing. I feel yeah. I feel like he he doesn't feel the need to do that in boxing and, and everything, and we just kind of straight up calling the the matches. He's really yep. good, but uh, you know, and great at times. But uh, Corey Graves to me, I think he's got that balance because he knows how to please Vince McMahon and that Deddy B style, that Deddy B speak. But he also kind of interjects his own personality. And given the the the, the time he's been a commentator, it's only been three years. Uh, I, I think he's done a tremendous job. I agree. Yeah. One. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I agree. He's he's great. Okay, and um, and then as far as the last award that we have right here, this is kind of an interesting one. This is the one I kind of leave up to uh, your interpretation, Scott. Sure. Best non WWE wrestler of the year. Now that could, it could be somebody you watched in ROH. It could be somebody I, you watched uh, in Impact Wrestling, yeah. Lucha Underground. New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, you know, mm. I'm not gonna lie, I, I didn't watch a lot of Lucha Libre this year, no. so so do not take necessarily take my opinion as gospel, but I think a lot of people would agree with it. I'd have to flip a coin and say it's between Kenny Omega and Kazushika Okada, two guys who one day wow. down the road you could see in WWE. Uh, Kenny Omega, I think, has has done a, gr- a great job. Uh, him and Okada have had some great matches. If you guys have read about them, heard about them, I would definitely go out of your way to. Uh, seek those out, but I, I gonna say Kazushiko Okada. For those that aren't familiar with him, he's the current IWGP Heavyweight Champion. That's New Japan Pro Wrestling's top title. New Japan Pro Wrestling airs uh, stateside on Access TV. You can check your local listings there. You can also watch their matches on New Japan World, NJPWWorld.com, and they actually have a lot of free matches on their YouTube channel. So if you just search NJPW on YouTube, you should be able to watch a lot of the free matches if you want to see what they're about. It's the promotion that helped. Turn AJ Styles' career around, you know, and they help make Nakamura, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, a lot of the guys you see. Prince Devitt, now. yep. Yeah, yeah, Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn, Finn Balor. Uh, you know, but... So it's going to also, in 2018, make this new guy called Chris Jericho. Yeah, oh, Chris Jericho, of course, going to be wrestling Kenny Omega at the Tokyo mm-hmm. Dome. But the yeah. reason I go with Kazushika Okada is because uh, I've seen almost every match he's had this year, uh, especially his singles matches, and... In my lifetime, and, and granted, I'm a young guy. I've never, but I've been watching wrestling for like 20 years. I've gone back and watched like all the, you know, a lot of the the past matches and sure. years and stuff. But I gotta say, like, he might be having the best in ring year ever. Now, a lot of people say Ric Flair, back in 1989, had a better in ring year. But not to date myself here, but I was, you know, kind of barely born yet. I've seen a lot of Ric Flair's matches from then with Ricky Steamboat, and they were phenomenal. And Ric Flair overall yeah. may be the greatest wrestler of all time, you know, total package-wise, other than maybe Shawn Michaels. But what Okada's been able to do at under the age of 30 to be the longest reigning New Japan Pro Wrestling Champion, to have great matches, not only with Kenny Omega, who a lot of people are comparing to, like, the Chris Jericho in his prime, but he's wrestled with a guy like Bad Luck Fale, who would kind of be the equivalent of, like, a lesser-skilled Braun Strowman. He, you know, he fought a stiff guy in, a, you know, Kasuria Shibata. 
in, in, in a great match. You can kind of compare his hard-hitting style to Samoa Joe. Like he's had so many match, great matches with so many different people, and he's just been he's just been consistent overall. You know, and it, it's just incredible. So you know, I know not everybody here watches New Japan. You've probably you know, heard about him at some point on the internet. Uh, definitely for me lives up to the hype. If there's another guy other than Kenny Omega who I'd make an honorable mention. Ooh, somebody we got to give love to. You know what? Maybe not in the ring, but just overall what his impact is on the independent wrestling scene. Uh, I'd have to say Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, and, and you want, maybe you want to throw in, the frankly, the entire Bullet Club there because for Cody Rhodes and the Bullet Club to get t-shirt deals a Hot Topic, to be uh, reportedly the hottest-selling t-shirt in Hot Topic, which is a you know a mainstream clothing store. It's not like it's like you know just a re- like a place you go to buy you know wrestling stuff. No, for, it's it's not at all a place you go to buy wrestling. And, stuff. and for Cody Rhodes to go from being stardust and have his career go nowhere in WWE to being the top draw on the independent scene and wrestling all over the world and now currently you know the Ring of Honor World Champion. I mean that, or at least at the time of recording this, still the Ring of Honor Champion. Uh, that to me, you know, speaks volumes. And yeah, in the ring, he's had some pretty good matches. I wouldn't say he's had a lot of great matches. But just I think his overall impact and kind of breaking, continuing to break down barriers you know, on the independent sure. scene and you know showing some of these guys that are maybe in WWE right now that are unhappy, you know maybe showing them hey there is life outside of WWE you can make it happen you can make a living so uh, you know again not from an in ring standpoint but just from a you know accomplishment standpoint I gotta say maybe Cody Rhodes. No, you nailed all three of them. I agree. Uh, you know we could get, even go feud of the year. Okada Omega, we can go Superstar of the Year, Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, and just think, you know, TNA at one time had, had Okada on their roster. Yeah. Just goes to show. Just goes to show. But they also had Tetsuya Naito on the roster, who's headlining the Tokyo Dome with uh, Okada. They had Hiroshi Tanahashi, yep. the current Intercontinental Champion for New Japan. Yeah, TNA definitely screwed up. And actually, you know what? Technically, at the moment, Chris Jericho's a non-WWE superstar. Technically... So you could technically call him the the best non WWE superstar of the year solely no. f- so, hey, hey hey solely for the amount of interest he's generated for New Japan. True. Uh, uh, yeah. He he could be superstar of the year just in WWE alone. True. But, he had a great year too. Yeah, he did. He, he and did. and you know an honorable mention as well and I wanted to mention this earlier and I forgot for superstar of the year why not mention the Miz? That guy had a great year. Let's be honest. I think 2016 was a better year for him than this okay. year. Okay. But he, he had a good year. Uh, he lost a lot more matches than he won, unfortunately. I feel like last year he had a, kind of like a better win-loss record, and he had the strong feud with Ziggler and, you know, and, and all that jazz. But, no, he's, he had a, another great year. I would like to see him push more. It would be awesome if in a perfect world he won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but I don't think it's wow. going to happen, you know. Yeah. But, hey, he's, he's definitely turned his career around the last couple of years. So, yep. man, overall – think we covered all bases scott are there is there any other observations you'd like to make about 2017 going into 2018 um i mean it's going to be interesting i'll tell you that it's going to it's going to kick off uh it's going to have a hell of a kickoff with uh jericho and omega that's for sure and, yeah uh, let's, let's see where it goes i mean let's just keep it simple yeah i i agree let's 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 see where it goes and folks if you enjoyed this show please tune in every single week on eminem you can also catch all our episodes on the sportscourier.com youtube.com slash the sports courier just click that subscribe button don't forget to enable notifications you can follow us on twitter at sports courier at tsc 
news on Instagram, facebook.com slash the sports lawyer. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening. As always, enjoy the matches.